You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 37, 10 tips on how to structure your resume. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? This is Maggie Barra here, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join the Facebook group, The Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Now, of course, before we start today's topic, I would love to read for you this week's review of the week. And this comes from Madison. The subject is love this. And she says, as someone who is looking to pursue musical theater in college and in the future. This podcast is so, so, so helpful, and it's so nice to hear from someone who's gone through it all. Madison, I appreciate that review so much, and of course, I love your reviews every week because it helps the podcast grow, it helps us reach more people, and it helps me continue to make great free content for you all, and it also just makes me really happy. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic, resumes. Your resume is simply a document which shows your credits, training, and special skills in a professional manner. Especially if you don't have a lot of recognizable credits, there are still ways to enhance the overall presentation of your resume, which we will talk about today. Down to its basic form, a resume not only supplies your contact information to whoever is behind the table or to whoever you're auditioning for, for that matter, but it also provides all of your experience, training, and special skills. So let's talk about the top 10 tips on how to structure your resume. Number one, you want to make sure that you place your name on the top of your resume in a large, bold font. Obviously, your name is the most important part of your resume. What good would it do if the casting director couldn't read your name? Think about that. Stay away from text in script or just generally hard to read font. And making the information on your resume as clear as possible will help a casting director that is exposed to thousands of resumes a day. Sometimes as actors, we get caught in this little bubble and we think that sometimes we're the only people auditioning for a role, especially if we're not going to an open call, but in the situation of like an appointment where we only see like two or three other people who are up for the role at that given time. Remember that casting directors can see people for multiple hours in a day. A lot of times I'll see that casting directors are in a room from 10 to 6 or 9 to 5 at Pearl Studios or Ripley Greer in New York City, common casting studios. And remember that if you are only in the room auditioning for five minutes, then that probably means that they can see someone in increments of five minutes. They can see actors every five minutes. So just think about that. If you're name is difficult to read or you think that it's in a cool font because it's in script but from far away you literally can't read it very well or it might look like a certain letter 
is a different letter, an N looks like an R, etc., then you are putting yourself in a difficult situation for the casting director. You're literally doing yourself a disservice. So keep that in mind. Number two, don't include arbitrary information. So let me discuss what this means. Blonde hair, blue eyes, brown hair, green eyes, brown hair, brown eyes, whatever. Things like your hair color and your eye color are not necessary to include on your resume. Casting directors and creative teams can figure this out just by looking at your headshot on the back. It's literally as simple as that. In general, it's not necessary to include your weight on your resume as well. If you do have your weight listed on your resume, I've heard from many a casting director, from many a class and conversation with a casting director that this information can and definitely should be taken off. Number three, don't forget the basics. Following your name, make sure to include your contact information, all of that good stuff, such as your phone number and email address. Don't put your actual address on there. No one needs that. If you have an agent, you can place their letterhead at the top that has their contact info, like their address, their email, their phone number, etc. Include the web address of your actor website if you do have one. And though you shouldn't put your hair color, eye color, or weight on your resume, you should definitely, definitely include your height. Height is very important information for the casting and creative team as they need to be able to envision a stage picture. Some musicals, some plays, some shows will have height requirements for specific characters and having your height on your resume is really valuable to them. Number four, list out your credits in categories. As of right now, for theatrical auditions, I've listed my credits in order of importance, beginning with professional regional credits, followed by my educational credits from college, followed by equity staged readings, new plays and workshops in New York City, followed by film and TV credits. Now, if I'm auditioning for a role in a television show, commercial, or film, I will use a different resume that has my on-camera credits at the top and my stage credits at the bottom of the resume. Make sense? Number five, remember to include any awards you've received or concerts you've performed in. It might not be that important to include that Uh, One time you won an award in middle school or elementary school, but if you were nominated or won an award for outstanding achievement in something you deem important, you should include that on your resume. But remember, be smart about this. High schoolers who won awards or were nominated for their state's high school theater awards, I think should put that down, especially if you were able to go to the Jimmy Awards in New York City. As for concerts... I would really only list a few that explain more about who you are, especially if you've done a lot of concert performances like at 54 Below or whatever. I love when I see an actor who has performed in a benefit concert or worked with a Broadway caliber musical director, which you can also include in this section. Number six, take off the credits that no longer serve you. 
This is especially important if you've changed types over the years and you've grown older or these old credits from the years no longer serve you in the audition room. Keep the ones that are meaningful to you and leave the credits on there with well-known directors or choreographers. If you played Annie in the musical Annie like 10, 15 years ago, I think it's probably safe to say you can take that off unless you haven't really done a lot of theater since then. Make sense? Number seven, start chipping away at educational and community theater credits. This tip is for my friends who are starting to pursue theater professionally. The more theater you do, the more you will be able to include on your resume. Therefore, Keep an eye out for credits you can start to take down and take off your resume as you continue to build your resume. Community theater credits are only important to include for the roles you played, and the same thing goes for educational credits from college and high school. But the more experienced you become at your craft, the less important it is to hang on to those old educational credits. Start looking for ways to eliminate those. Number eight, be specific with your training. If you went to college for musical theater, dance, acting, or some form of performing arts, be sure to include the name of your college and your major or concentration. If you worked with any notable professors, list them. If you have a dance background or dance training, include what types of dance, like jazz, Broadway, hip-hop, tap, ballet, point, how many years of training you've had, and anything else like the school or the teachers or the company you worked with. If you are a film or TV actor, list out the training you have relative to on-camera work. And remember to just make a separate line for masterclasses with teachers, creatives, and casting directors who are familiar with your work. Number nine, only list your performance credits on your actor resume. Here's what I mean. Your credits as a director, choreographer, lighting designer, set designer, costume designer, stage manager, etc. can go on a separate resume. The goal is to only include credits on your actor resume that involved your performance on stage. Other credits, like the ones I just mentioned, will muddy the waters for creatives and casting directors. If you are creatively involved and you are submitting yourself for a directorial position, make a new resume for that. Number 10. Lastly, don't forget your special skills. List out anything you might deem important information, I repeat, important information for a casting director. What kind of sports do you play? Football, soccer, basketball, track? Can you skateboard? Rollerblade? Are you proficient at any instruments like piano, guitar, ukulele, violin, bass, clarinet, etc.? Can you speak other languages? Are you bilingual? Are you a marathon runner? Do you hike? Are you double jointed? This is a good one. Can you do any impressions? Are you a cheerleader, gymnast? Can you do any tricks? 
This information is super valuable to creative teams and casting directors because some roles require one or more of these skills. So make sure to list them. Don't list anything you don't feel comfortable doing if you are put on the spot. And definitely don't lie. You also want to make sure that whatever you have listed, if you are auditioning for a theatrical production, that you can do that skill proficiently eight times a week. So there are just a couple of tips that I often give my students and my clients when working with them and coaching them for auditions. Remember, it is so important to have an impeccable resume. So make sure that you check it often for accuracy. Make sure that there are no spelling errors on that. That is the worst thing to see in an audition room if an actor has written something incorrectly or has spelled something incorrectly or especially has spelled an actor or director or choreographer's name that they worked with incorrectly. It's the worst. It's so embarrassing. I don't think it's important to put your picture like a small picture on the top right or left portion of your resume. I see some actors do that. I used to do it as well. I just don't think it's very necessary, especially if you have your headshot stapled behind your resume. And just a quick tip on how to put your resume and headshot together. I would suggest that you staple each corner of your resume, top right, top left, bottom left, bottom right, include four staples. That's it. And please make sure that you cut your resume to the size of your headshot. Don't let any extra paper come through or hang off the sides because it will get messed up. And as of recording this, it is industry standard to cut your resume and headshot so that they match. Everyone in the theater industry does it and it keeps things organized. And if you are the one person that doesn't cut it, you will stick out like a sore thumb to casting directors. If you are just beginning and you don't have a very flushed out resume yet, that's okay. Everyone starts somewhere. Put your education down or just generally whatever acting you've done on your resume, as well as teachers with whom you've studied or classes you've taken. But most importantly, even if you have no credits, be truthful. There is no shame in being a beginner. Until you have professional credits, school productions, or even just scenes you worked on in class are totally fine to put on your resume. Just make sure that you notate this experience truthfully. And until you have representation, until you're working with an agent or a manager, your personal contact information is totally fine to put on the top of your resume. For my beginning TV and film folks, if you don't have a lot of recognizable credits, then if you worked on or acted in indie films, which played at festivals or won awards, you can definitely denote that on your resume with an asterisk and uh, maybe a note at the bottom. If you've just done student films, you should definitely list the name of the director rather than just the name of the university, unless it's like a prestigious film school, such as NYU. As for background acting, I really don't think that there is a place on your resume for that, just because it is quite easy to find background acting work. You actually really don't even need to be an actor to be a background actor, though you can make a significant amount of money doing background work on a television show or film, especially if it's recurring work. 
But if you have had a spot on a television show, you can write something like co-star, guest star, or recurring. And what I mean by that is instead of putting the name of the character, especially if you've done something that a lot of people haven't heard about, you can write the category of the character that you played. This will help casting directors better understand what you've done and better understand your background in film or TV. Co-stars are featured roles with a couple of lines. Guest stars are pivotal in an episode and focused on. And recurring are, of course, leads that appear in multiple episodes. In film, the terms are very similar, but generally they are cameo, supporting, and principal. But generally, the most important tip I will leave you with today is to keep things precise. There's no need to overcrowd your resume. So there you have it. Those are my 10 tips and some extras on how to structure your resume. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes or whatever app you are currently listening to this podcast on, and I may read your specific review next week for the review of the week on the podcast. For further inquiries, email me at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at actoraesthetic. If you haven't already, please join the fun on our Actor Aesthetic Tribe Facebook group. Remember that all links are in the show notes. And lastly, today's episode is brought to you by my online course, Build Your Musical Theater Audition Book. I have a coupon code exclusively for my podcast listeners and no one else. If you use the code PODCAST40, that's PODCAST40, you can purchase my online course and save $40. You will literally save so much money, the course will be practically nothing, and you are going to get a lot of information on how to successfully build your audition book and book your next job. Until then, it takes a village, y'all. I'll see you next week.